Hello, Gut Check Project fans and KBMD Health family. I hope that you are having a great day. It is now time for a new Gut Check Project episode. And guess what? Brain FM is in the house. That's right. Brain FM CEO Dan Clark and Chief Scientist Kevin Woods join us on the show today to talk about an incredible application of sound, improving your life, solving anxiety, sleep issues, uh, focus, just an incredible tool that I can personally say I've used now for well over a year. So has my family, so has Ken, so has Ken's family, and so have several of our patients. They love Brain FM, so I don't want to spoil a single thing. This is an awesome, awesome episode. So let's get to our sponsors and get straight to talking to Dan and Kevin. We, of course, are always sponsored by Autron Teal. My co-host, Kenneth Brown, discovered, formulated, and created Autron Teal to give to his patients to solve issues that are similar to IBS, to give them all the polyphenols that they need for their daily lives, whether they be athletes or they have gut issues or they just want to stay healthy. Go to lovemytummy.com. That's lovemytummy.com. Pick up your daily polyphenols today. And of course, Unrefined Bakery. Let me just tell you something about Unrefined Bakery. My wife is gluten-free eater. She's got celiac disease. So I stopped by there and I picked up from Unrefined Bakery for my wife's birthday, a nice pumpkin pie. It was delicious. You would have no idea that was a gluten-free product. It just tastes like awesome pumpkin pie. So go to unrefinedbakery.com. If you've never ordered from there before, use code GUTCHECK and save 20% off your entire first order. They deliver to any of the connected 48. and Or you can, you can just stop by. Go to unrefinedbakery.com if you happen to be in the North Texas Metroplex area. And I think they have four locations. So just check them out. And uh, they've got awesome stuff, cupcakes, breads, uh, various snacks that otherwise you may think, I have to remain keto or I have to remain gluten-free. Now, I, I can't have these awesome foods. That's, that's just not true. Check out unrefinedbakery.com today. Use code GUTCHECK for 20% off. And last but not least, go to kbmdhealth.com. And soon, we will be featuring the uh, signature package, of course, which includes Autron Teal, CBD. And, um, of course, you can also get not only CBD and Autron Teal there, you can also pick up sulforaphanes. That's right, Broccolite and Broccolite Pro, exclusively available from physicians. And guess what? My co-host, he's a physician. So we get to sell it. And uh, we bring it to a cost that you can't get anywhere else. So check out kbmdhealth.com today. All right, let's get to some Brain FM right now. Hello, Gut Check Project fans and KBMD Health family. Welcome to episode number 64. I'm your host, Eric Rieger, joined by my awesome co-host, Dr. Kenneth Brown. And honestly, you got a uh, an awesome intro to make here for everybody. Yeah, so uh, we're super excited. This is something I'm extremely passionate about because 
we have the CEO and the lead scientist for a product that I believe in, I love, I have my patients use, I have my staff use, I have all my family use, and it is called Brain.fm. This, if you have any trouble focusing, if you have any trouble sleeping, if you have any trouble with anxiety, there is a really, really cool way to correct this. And we've got the owner and CEO, Dan Clark here, and Kevin J.P. Woods, Ph.D., super smart, and they're going to explain to us why, well, quite honestly, why it's so effective on me, why it's so effective on my patients, and one of the most exciting things, we've been trying to do this for quite a while now, pre-pandemic, we realized, uh, Eric and I realized that when we tried this on a few patients at the endoscopy suite, not only did patients have a better experience, they were calm going into it. They woke up quicker, and almost ubiquitously, every patient loved it. Without question. And so I'm so excited because they're here in town visiting from New York because we're going to end up actually doing an official study where I think it's going to be groundbreaking. I think we're going to be able to change how people feel about outpatient procedures like colonoscopies, decrease the anxiety, and it's not just anecdotal. It's because there's science behind it. There is a growing movement with this, and I am just absolutely thrilled. Episode 64 is probably going to be our biggest episode ever to date. I would imagine so, and I don't want to take away time from y'all feeding in, but just so that y'all know, this is 20 months in the making. I mean, coronavirus, COVID hit, and derailed all of our effort to really, we should we should be 20 months further down the road of actually implementing this, and it's really for patient benefit, which is what we talk about here all of the time. This will enhance the experience, I believe, mm-hmm. for people who come through and have procedures. So, Dan, Kevin JP, mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for coming all the way down to Texas. How's Dallas? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Well, my, at least than I thought. my first time in Texas, everything is enormous. <laughs> <laughs> the streets are three times as wide as they are in New York. I try to cross the street and I just keep on walking, keep on walking. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, awesome. So yesterday was your first time to join us at the uh, GI suite. And for, honestly, I don't want to steal anything, but what was your impression that you thought you might see on an application of your technology? And then Mm. how do you see it fitting in kind of how Ken and I have been trying to experience it ourselves? Mm. Yeah, sure. So first, let's maybe tell everyone what the technology is, and then we can talk about how we uh, jumped in and started this whole process. Let's do it. I think the backstory is actually interesting. So basically, BrainFM, we make functional music designed to help people focus, relax, or sleep better. And mostly, we have a consumer product where we have 2 million people that use us to jump into focus or switch into relax or help them sleep. Um, and we've been having really great success there. We have papers and um, some things in review in nature, <laughs> which we're really excited about. So it's, it's evidence and science-backed. Um, and there's some really novel ways which we ha- use music to basically switch you into that state. Um, and I'll let Kevin jump mm-hmm. into that, maybe come back to that and some of the science. But what's interesting is while we're chugging ahead on that, what my girlfriend actually, she starts um, going to get a tonsillectomy. Mm-hmm. And she's signs her life to me. We're dating for six months. I now know we're in a serious relationship. <laughs> and, and I realized that I'm terrified and I'm not even getting surgery and she's very scared. She's never been under before. And I, I realized at that point that we can use the same things that we're using science to advance on our consumer angle 
We can use it and relax in a medical grade setting. I remember calling up Kevin and saying, hey, can we do anything? And he starts looking at the literature. He starts looking at other things. He goes, yes. And I actually think we can improve it a lot. Um, I pitched that to you guys when we met. Yeah. Like, I think we met probably three months later, just out of coincidence. And uh, you loved the idea. And, and that's when we, we came here. Um, mm. So it's really cool. It's been definitely a long time in the making. But it was amazing <clears throat> when we were doing it some, some yesterday. And that one gentleman woke up and he was so... He was so he was almost emotional. He was so happy. He's like every single time I wake up, this is like the worst or most traumatic thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. And I was using this music, and I woke up, and it was it was it was fine. And he'd done this several times before without music. Yeah, yeah. and 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 that's the thing that we're trying to do is how how do we help people relax into surgery and then wake up non-groggy, alert, mm -hmm. and and being able to get on with their lives without you know, making this traumatic because a lot of people are so scared. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for me personally, it was really cool to see you guys doing the art form that you have because I was able to see that it isn't scary. Um, there's this there's this almost like divider between people that are non-medical and mm -hmm. medical mm -hmm. have. And, and for being able to cross over it and bringing a bridge using some of our music, I think mm -hmm. is really what we're set up to do. So it's interesting that, that uh, it, honestly, it was really awesome, I think, that the first person that y'all got to see feedback from was somebody who was so engaged and, and immediately wanted to tell mm -hmm. y'all about it. And I only just want to, just so the audience understands exactly what Dan's describing, because it was awesome. Yep. So Ken and I saw this multiple times before they even got here when we used Brain FM as an experiment. But essentially, this particular patient he wasn't high, high anxiety per se for his, his singular case, mm -hmm. but he had a history mm -hmm. of waking up erratic, right. very emotional, hard to console, not mm -hmm. very comfortable in his surroundings as he was emerging. He even told y'all mm -hmm. he feared how he was going to wake up. Yep. How would you describe that you saw him wake up? My goodness. He was, he was happy. He looked us straight in the eyes and he thanked us on a personal level. And that meant oh, so much. And, um, just n knowing that he had those prior experiences and that he saw such an enormous difference. And I remember him saying, how can I recommend this to people? How can I tell people about it? And we said, whoa, hold up. We're not ready for that quite yet. But uh, yeah, he was ready to tell the world. He was just so excited. And the, cra the greatest yeah. thing is, is it's non-invasive, meaning yes. that I don't have to inject a new drug. Right. Ken doesn't have to use a new scope tip or something new, mm -hmm. gigantic piece of equipment. I mean, this is something that we can apply. It's totally. practical, mm -hmm. and it's gave us real results yeah. and it and appreciable results, and, and it's enjoyable too. Right? Absolutely, and that's the thing about music it is it is familiar to people; they understand it. And yet, we have this music with a scientific twist on it, right? We have. I'll, I'll dive into the science later, but you know, it's not exactly the music that you know, but it still is entertaining and fun to listen to, and is something that can distract you while you're you know lying there, maybe worrying about the procedure you're about to undergo. So, you know, it's art and science coming together um, in a really special way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's cool about it is, to Kevin's point, people for thousands of years have always used music right. to be able to control their environment. Right. And, you know, there's been people that have tried with this in medical settings, but it's it's always lacking some of the results, some of the, the, the things that are proven in science that this can make a better experience. Mm -hmm. What we're really trying to do is combine both worlds between you know, auditory neuroscience with Kevin's background and mm -hmm. with a product that can be uh, brought into these 
experiences that isn't is more than a placebo. It's something that is shown to have an effect and it makes everything better. So it's a win for the the patient, it's a win for the um, the clinic, it's a win for you know everyone involved because everything just becomes a little bit easier with something that everyone's already used to, which is music. Mm-hmm. Ken, I know that whenever you've been, had to have conversations with patients before they come in for their very first <clears throat> colonoscopy, the level of fear and anxiety for somebody who simply has never even endured a procedure before can be very real and oftentimes occupies a lot of the time in the clinic for either you or Megan or mm-hmm. one of the nurses or the MAs to really kind of talk them off the ledge. So what have you seen incorporating something like Brain FM so far? All right. So my personal experience, before we even get to the patients, I'll oh. just say that mm-hmm. what, what I really like is that my day begins mm-hmm. every, every morning. I start my day. I switch from the evening Brain FM sleep because I go to sleep with it. So my day begins with switching it to focus. Mm-hmm. I come down, I do my French press, which I say French press because Eric gifted me this French press. He's like, dude, <laughs> quit, quit using drip coffee, man. He's like, French press is the way to go. So I boil the water. I have my Brain FM on. I'm in the focus mode. I put that in focus because I know within five minutes mm-hmm. that my brain is ready to really do this. I mm-hmm. put the coffee on. I do the French press, fire up the computer, and then I start looking at my chart. So within 15 mm-hmm. minutes, I am literally ready to roll mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff I have to do. Then go to work, do mm-hmm. go work out, do whatever I do in my day, and then when I come home, mm-hmm. then my wife and kids know this, and everybody ha- every, we all use Brain FM. We all use it for these exact same things. Mm-hmm. My kids use it to study. I use it to get my day going, and I use it to put myself down. So I'm such a big believer in it that mm-hmm. when we had our first, what, 30 people that we did at the Endo Center, yeah, it's very easy to say, hey, trust me on this. I've experimented mm-hmm. with it. All my employees use it. I use it. My family uses it. And what, just like you said, being on the other side of this medical experience mm-hmm. Even, well, today Nizreen was uh, talking to these guys, and she said, even though I've scheduled tens of thousands of these when it was my turn to do it, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And we gave her Brain FM mm-hmm. to do, and she said to you guys, that it, it, immediately I calmed down. Mm-hmm. And now she's had several different procedures since then, and she doesn't care at all. She's like, I know I'm going to get in there. I know I'm going to wear this. I'm going to calm down. I know I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up and it's going to be refreshing and I'm going to feel good. Mm-hmm. So she can now tell my patients that. She's like, don't worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that really, and you and I talk about this all the time, and we've had several podcasts, colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Yep. Mm-hmm. Colon cancer comes from colon polyps. Mm-hmm. We have a cure. Mm-hmm. And you saw that yesterday mm-hmm. when yep. you were with us. We have a cure. So you and I have this urgency that if you're anxious about having it done, if you're scared, if you know somebody that had colon cancer, if you know somebody that complained about their colonoscopy, anything to get you into the clinic to get those polyps removed because it saves your life. Mm-hmm. So now when we have this opportunity to offer something to make it a more um, – a more pleasant experience, not only more pleasant because we're going to get into the science. We keep saying we're going to get into the science because that's coming. the <laughs> coolest thing. Yeah. That's the coolest yeah. thing. And I'm, I want to thank uh, both Envision Healthcare and AmSurge 
that they're being open-minded about this. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited yes. to get all my partners in GIA looking at this because I really kind of feel like this is a win-win-win. When we spoke with Dr. Ackerman, who's been co-host mo- multiple times, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we spoke with Dr. Ackerman, he said it. He's like, yeah. He's like, he goes, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's zero risk mm-hmm. potentially might help. Yeah. And this is somebody who hasn't used it yet. Mm-hmm. When he realizes, he's like, oh, when I said potential, I should have changed that word. He's like, it'll help. Mm. And that's what we're going to end up trying to figure out. So what I love about it is it is just a way to say, look, get it done. Any worries you have, I'm going to take one layer of that away the second you show up. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm excited about because ultimately it's just a way if you're worried about it, just make the appointment. Mm -hmm. We'll handle everything else. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it's it's interesting too because – a lot of people, at least from my experience, right, the first time you're going to something like this, you focus on these negative thoughts that you try to push out of your head. Mm-hmm. By using mm-hmm. music, which we're you know used to, and again, we'll get in the science, last time we hear that, but uh, it's something that we can focus on something else. So instead of the fears or, or something <clears throat> else, we can focus on the music that we're listening to and know that we're in really good hands mm-hmm. um, at a center that's willing to invest in technology and try new things um, for better patient experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to just comment on that right there. A center that's willing to invest in technology, you're exactly right because when you've been meeting with the people, they're saying, you know, we would like to be the Apple version of delivering healthcare like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, it's interesting because if you look at Apple, right, why, why do people want to be Apple? It's because they do things more. They, they're not the first to do things always. But they're first to do things extremely well and extremely mm-hmm. thought through. Mm-hmm. So they take their time. They, they're not, you know, um, uh, first to market sometimes, but other times they are. And they, when they are, they're the dominant factor. And I think it comes down to really finding solutions that truly do work, mm-hmm. that truly do make a difference, mm-hmm. and that are long-term solutions rather than, than not. Right. And when we're talking to other people that are looking to be the apple of healthcare, it, it does take an investment. It does take a, a, a chance, a, like a leap of faith into trying something new. But I think that the, the return on that are exponential in patient satisfaction, repeat visitors, people that are actually showing up for appointments because they're less scared because we have a solution for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but more with with all the other things that we're learning on as byproducts like efficiency mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and helping. So yep. that's, a, that's a stuff that we're really exciting um, because it's still focused on patient experience first, but there's so many other things that come from patient experience being better. Mm-hmm. Let me get your take on this real quick since sure. you guys did see this from the other side. Yeah. Um, you saw what happens with me and my partners, mm-hmm. with the staff, with the camaraderie, how mm-hmm. everyone there really is there for one ultimate goal, and that's to take care of people, to mm-hmm. help in any way we can, meaning that we can fix diseases. I just want your take on the how the patients felt and where mm-hmm. they came through, and certainly when we started using the technology, because people do need to hear, it's easy for a doctor to say, oh, go, go get this done, because mm-hmm. you should. But it, I, I love that you were like, this is the first time I've seen this. And it's 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 beautiful to watch mm-hmm. how you guys as a team, yes. meaning yeah. everyone. Well, I think it, it really comes, it shines through that that's true. And everyone has a great teamwork. Um, I when From my perspective, it looks like everyone is there because they're like, we have to be a players because we're saving people's lives and that comes in from the rns that we we saw from the people in the lobby from from how you guys are showing up and 
and um, giving great bedside manner, joking around. Everyone's having a good time mm-hmm. um, because you guys are in a great line of work where you're, again, saving people's lives. Mm-hmm. And even just talking to some of the, the nurses there in RNs, um, you know, they're not just trying to make the experience where they're processing people. Yes. I thought that was really great. Um, where it's not like, oh, let's let's get this person with an IV and, and all these other things as fast as possible. It's like, no, like, okay, you're sensitive. You've never gotten a needle or an IV or whatever. Let me figure out how to make it so it's less obtrusive or, or less intense. Yep. Um, and I thought that was really great. And and that's when why we're so excited. We're, we're trying to say, hey, we're going to add this Brain FM thing into it. And they're like, that's going to make our job even easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was really fun to see. Yeah. I love the fact that that's what you said, because what I see Brain FM being, uh, I know that it's for the patient. But truly, the person who's going to see the benefit repeatedly is going to be the nurse who's already trying to be exactly what you said, mm-hmm. to make sure that it's not a cattle call for the GI center or really any surgery center yep. that wants to be appealing to the patient, but at the same time, allow their staff to all be really, really good at it. Not everybody's great at talking or, or joking appropriately with a patient to make them come down at ease. But if you could have something that was somewhat of an equalizer yes, yes. that's been proven and tested, et cetera, mm-hmm. it looks to me like something like Brain FM could easily fit that mold, really decreasing the burden on the staff that's checking Absolutely. And, and we were talking earlier about the fellow that uh, we saw yesterday that had this great experience coming out and said that, you know, in, pre- in, in previous cases that he'd come out crying and distressed. And you think not only the stress on him, but the stress on the nurses that would have to, you know, deal with him in that situation and calm him down and how that loads day after day on nurses that have to deal with that. Right. And, you know, to be able to relieve some of that burden is just absolutely enormous. And and by the way, and what I saw at the center yesterday was, you know, not only the nurses clearly care about people, but also just extremely efficient and how quick the process was People go, with people going through, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I'd never been to a, a GI center like that before. did not know what to expect. We were struck how, yeah, how fast the whole thing was. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think investing, you know, in, in something like this is, is yeah. investing in, also your employees, you know, because yep. they, they see that. We were talking to, mm-hmm. I believe it was Alexis, yes. and uh, she was like, this is, I see a thousand people wake up a week, and I'm just today, I can tell you that those people are waking up faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's that's something which, when especially now trying to hire people in the, in the world that we live in right now, you want to work at a company that is leading the charge and, and is something that you can feel really good about working there because not only are they taking care of you, but they're taking care of every, everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really shown through uh, yeah. yesterday as well. I, mean, I think we're really lucky, honestly, Ken, to have GIA in this position mm-hmm. to, to help us do this because it seems to me like this, this law, and we've talked about this on the show before, but this company wants to be a an innovator, not just some big GI group. They want mm-hmm. to help establish what should be some some good norms mm-hmm, instead of mm-hmm. some of the the throwaway old norms. They they want mm-hmm. to be the ones that emerge as something. And I, th- I think this is this is only going to pay compliment to that. Yeah, and I want to point something out when you were talking about the efficiency and all mm-hmm. that. You know, let's what you did see is um, the efficiency in the preoperative and the postoperative. But you saw in the room that it mm-hmm. was consistent. Mm-hmm. It was Eric and I focused. Uh, my technician Mackenzie. We, you guys saw that it's mm-hmm. just, it's right there. It's the same process. And so by mm-hmm. not worrying about, 
the patient's concerns or the concerns are alleviated when they come in, mm -hmm. and I know that they're going to wake up in competent hands, mm. I get to focus 100% on taking care of what I'm looking at with the endoscope. Eric gets to focus 100% on making sure that that patient is sedated, and I work as a team, and you saw how that is, that the, the flow of the room, and that's what's beautiful about the center that we're at, that Although it's the efficiency, sometimes people think, oh, well, that, that feels like you're moving too fast. No, mm -hmm. the spot where we slow down is in that room. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we, we definitely saw that. And yeah, by, by efficiency, I just meant as, a, um, as somebody coming into the center for procedure, I would be out of there in less than an hour, which was amazing to me. I, I always thought that outpatient procedures, you know, might take all afternoon, I'd be sitting around all day. Did, did not see any of that. It was yeah, really amazing. Yeah, there's a whole nother dynamic uh, yeah. beyond that on why this is a good setup. But I do think it's a great setup because we huge exposure mm -hmm. for something like Brain FM. So we can really prove this concept. So mm. let's get into it. What in the world is Brain FM? How does it work? He's rubbing his hands together. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right. Before you even get into this, uh, let's at least can you. Uh, I, I love being around. I love being the stupidest person in a room. And yesterday, it, I'm by far. I just felt like I'm just like playing catch up with Kevin all day long. It's just that you are wicked smart <laughs> and certainly have the credentials to prove it. And w the way your passion towards this, the whole story. So before we even get into the science. Hmm. Oh, I was, one I was, last time. Yeah. One last time. <laughs> I was. I was trying to follow the flow here. Um, how in the world did you become a PhD in this? Like, what is the path sure, for that? Sure, sure, sure. Well, let's see. I was first interested, I think, in the study of consciousness. I wanted to understand subjective experience, why it is the case that we should experience anything at all rather than nothing. Why isn't it the case that humans are simply zombies with nothing on the inside but, you know, objects in the world, that kind of thing? Well, it turns out it's hard to make a living as a consciousness researcher. But it is possible to make a living as an attention researcher. And of course, attention and consciousness are very closely linked, at least in the sense that you tend to be conscious of what you're paying attention to. Um, so I went into attention research uh, in neuroscience. Um, and within attention, I went into auditory research. Um, being a lifelong musician, just interested in sound in general, there's something magical about sound, right? It's ephemeral. You, you don't see it. It's in the air. And yet it's so important to our daily lives, as you're experiencing right now. Um, and so there's, there's this magic about it, and I want, wanted to understand, you know, the principles of how do you attend to sound in the world, right? And often we're in these situations where we're trying to listen to the person talking to us in front of us, but there are other people talking around us, right? Or maybe we're on a, on a busy street corner, or say we're listening to a piece of music and just trying to hear the guitar part but ignore the drums. And so there's this notion of a spotlight of attention um, in, in listening to things, right? And with the eyes, it's simple to understand how that happens because you can move your eyeballs around and you can point your eyes at mm -hmm. things, right? Well, we don't point our ears at things. We do that with our brain, right? And so if I'm sitting at the dinner table and I want to listen to the person next to me instead of the person in front of me, I don't have to turn my head to do that. I do something in my brain, right, that changes the spotlight of my attention so that I'm eavesdropping, right? And what is that process? How does that work? So I became very interested in that. I studied it um, in undergrad and then then went on to grad school, um, and uh, yeah, d did my dissertation on something called the cocktail party problem, which is exactly the problem I've just described. Um, 
and again, you know, the, the eyes being a, a two-dimensional sheet, objects already arrive on the retina separated, right? But the eardrum is not a two-dimensional sheet. The eardrum is a one-dimensional receiver where you just get pressure over time. Sounds mix in the air before they arrive at the ear, and it's the brain's problem to unmix those sounds, right? It's an absolutely fascinating computational problem. Um, so I, I studied that for, for seven years. Um, and in the process of doing that, um, developed some methods to do um, online auditory experiments, which hadn't been done before. And long story short, you know, the the old guard in, in auditory um, computational neuroscience would have said, oh, I have, have to bring people into my sound attenuated chamber. I have to make you wear my calibrated headphones, and therefore I can only run two subjects a day. Well, it turns out that if you do things online and you, you use the right methods, you can cl collect 100 participants a day. and the data ends up being roughly the same. You know, with a uh, few more participants, you can even out the noise that's otherwise introduced by slightly me messy online methods. Um, it turns out it's a massively more efficient way to run experiments. Um, and uh, one day, by chance, in the supermarket, I ran into uh, an old colleague of mine who was just so excited about these methods that it went on and on and on. Um, and she had just uh, hooked up with Brain FM. Um, and in that she was a consultant for them. She said, wow, Brain, Brain FM, this you know wonderful company, they're doing um, functional music, and they really need somebody to um, as a you know as a team of one to run lots of lots of experiments, behavioral experiments to figure out you know what is the ideal background music for doing you know XYZ. Um, and I jumped on that immediately. I started consulting for Brain FM uh, even before I defended. I'm sorry, what year is this, do you think? Oh, this would have been 2019. No, 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 no. 18, 19. 2018. Oh, yeah. yeah Time yeah, flies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, de I defended uh, in 2018. Yep. And so uh, six months before that, I was I was consulting uh, with Brain FM. And, and I remember uh, the day that I defended my dissertation, I signed the employment contract with Brain FM. Nice. Very, very happy day. You snagged him um, right out. Oh, uh, boy, you didn't leave any room at all. And the, and the, re <laughs> the, re yeah, the rest is history. And uh, we've gone on to do some really incredible things. We uh, uh, got a grant from the National Science Foundation to look into uh, music for ADHD. Um, out of that has come a, a, this beautiful uh, piece of work that has uh, behavioral experiments, has fMRI, uh, brain scanning, and has EEG, um, another, another method of looking at brain physiology. And we, we combined all of these methods to essentially show how our focus music works. Um, yeah, the, the results are, are really great. The paper is currently in peer review um, at Nature. Um, we're really excited to, to see how that goes. Um, yeah, so that's currently currently where we're at with Brain FM. Um, I'm super excited to explain how it actually works, but maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll But I'll, since since Ken gave us a hard stop there, yeah, yeah, maybe stop talking that, for a second. We, we have to round out and ask Dan. Now, yes, Dan, you yes. you had mentioned maybe not on this podcast. My memory's already fuzzy, but you didn't found Brain FM, but you hopped on it the moment that you saw that there was an opening. So why don't you take yeah. over? How you got here? Yeah, so I have a very um, Interesting story that's different than Kevin. So I um, I started my, making websites when I was 13. I loved that. I thought it was like a, another kind of video game that you could play. Um, and I am a secondary black belt. So I made martial arts websites. Made the first one for um, my school. And they went from getting 30 leads to 130 leads. Sorry, as somebody leads. that's done martial arts his whole life, what second degree and what? Uh, mixed martial arts. So it concentrated Sweet. in jiu-jitsu, uh, Krav Maga, Muay Thai, and Kepa. Sweet. Yeah. I need to introduce him to Drew. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I did that for a while. Um, and I went to make martial arts websites because I made it for one person. He's like, can you make it for all my friends? 
before I was uh, out of high school, I had 20 clients. Dropped out of high school, ended up um, having you know 40 clients at one time and sold my first business when I was 20. Traveled the world and came back and I said, I wonder if I can do this again. Maybe I got lucky. And I started working with businesses of bringing them online and building lead generation businesses and started doing more and more complicated things like POS systems, um, started doing digital advertising, became digital director of a company um, at, a, at like 24 years old. And from the outside, I made it. You know, I was making m more money than my parents, you know, like traveling around the United States, selling million dollar contracts. But I didn't, I hit this point where I didn't feel like I was as really like helping people mm -hmm. like I did when I was teaching martial arts. Because we used to use martial arts as a vehicle to take a kid from being not really confident um, or sure of himself into a leader, into being someone. And, and I'm, I'm an effect of that. I was really shy. I got bullied on mercilessly in fifth grade. Um, I was a little chubby. And, and martial arts transformed me. So even though I made success you know, financially, I didn't really find su success personally. And, you know, I had this life or death situation, which is a whole nother podcast to talk through. And I realized I need to quit my job, quit my job, came across Brain FM like three months later when I was looking for what I should do. I knew I wanted to work in tech again to help people. And I remember using it the first time and being blown away because I used to work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. because that's where I could find my flow state, right? Like I could find that magic zone where I could just jump into things. And I remember taking my headphones off the first time and being like, this is too good to be true. This is no way this is working. I was super speculative. And I was, I was, this is just music, right? And I remember trying, I stayed up 24 hours and then used it, still worked. I changed my <laughs> diet, still worked. And it was, it was perfect because it was something that allowed me to switch into focus whenever I wanted to. And from then I was like, this is going to be something that changed the world. I called the people that uh, created the company like 12 times. Uh, I actually started working for free, ended up starting to lead the tech team, becoming CEO, and then purchasing the company. So wild ride, never, never intended to do that. But um, along the way, you know, obviously Kevin, Kevin and I are together as well as a lot of other great team members. We're really trying to use Brain FM as um, a tool to help people be their best self, their best, best version of themselves. And while we are doing that consumer, you know, now we get to do it in the medical space and help people have best health that they can have. Um, and that's something that's we're really excited about. This is awesome stories. And, mm -hmm. and it, it, y'all linked by passion, which I find mm -hmm. really endearing for the process. So we're doing so at at Atrantil and certainly with the practice and everything, we really like to discuss what is the what is our collective why? What is mm -hmm. my why? Mm -hmm. What is the, the company's why? If we're all on the same why, and what I'm just hearing, I'm just writing little notes here where I'm like, wow, both you guys driven by the why of you have this knowledge, Kevin, that you are like, wow, this could really, it's so, I come from this music background and I understand this and I can do this. And Dan, you have this incredible, like, this is where I came from. I've, I need to, I'm, it's not a money thing. It's a, the why is how do we get everyone else on the same page? And we hooked up because we were in that car that one day, we were being shuttled to the, to the meeting we were going to. 
And the why was, wow, that sounds like that could really help my patients. And you're like, mm-hmm. the more I think about it, I think I can. And I like when the whys align yep. and you can move that forward and get more people doing it. The beauty of Brain FM is that you can teach people that they are capable of their why. So they can unleash that. So mm. when I meet with so many people that have irritable bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. and which is associated or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, Crohn's, all sort of colitis, where they're kind of consumed by negative thoughts and anxiety. Mm. And there's that brain gut access mm. that Kevin's nodding because he's like, that's definitely <laughs> the cool part. So I want to affect the brain by protecting the gut. Mm. Kevin knows so much about the brain that we realize we're kind of meeting there. So I think that this collective why, if we could expand this circle of why into, okay, we now know that AmSurge and Envision is getting the why. They're like, yes, we can do this. And now we can get the why going with the doctors going. We all can have this collective why, which is one thing. How do we get more people to have a better experience in healthcare and ultimately collectively improve the health of everyone. You guys are doing it through the brain. I'm trying to do it through the butt. So, yeah, both ends. Both ends. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I love hearing that story. I didn't know that. I mean, we've talked to, I mean, for hours and hours. I did not know that's a really really cool story. Just a brief primer on on how we all linked up then. I mean, because mm. you you just barely hinted at it. Is we had you and I had met uh, in snow skiing together. Yep. You were snowboarding. I was snow skiing. Had a great time. And then we decided to ride together. Uh, for the summer meeting yep. to the same group and share a shuttle. Mm-hmm. No pretense at all. We just got hopped into conversation about how are things going, and it probably took about 10 miles of a 70-mile ride before we determined, wait a second. There's something here. There is something here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so anyway, that's that's just my, my short version on how I showed up here today. I love it. Anyway. I love it. So I guess without further ado, should we talk about what's here and talk about some of the science? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh, finally. All right. Now we're going to get into some cool stuff. All right. This is if you are um, if you're listening to this, get a pen and a piece of paper out because this is cool, cool, cool stuff. This is not just listening to music. I love absolutely. This stuff. And so the, the trick with this is always to make it, you know, straightforward and understandable. And hopefully you won't need pen and paper to understand what's going on here. Um, So simply put, a lot of neural activity is rhythmic, right? These rhythms, slow, fast, everything in between. Um, And the rhythms in the brain support perception, cognition, and action, essentially the three things that the brain does. Um, One that you may have heard of are delta waves when you're sleeping. That's probably the most common, widely known one. Um, But there are rhythms at all sorts of different speeds that support pretty much, you know, anything that you're doing in your daily life. And the idea behind Brain FM is it's music that's specifically engineered to drive these rhythms in the brain called neural oscillations or if you like brain waves to drive your brain waves in targeted ways, right, to support whatever you need to be doing, right? And so, for example, we know what brain waves in the focused brain look like. They're at particular speeds in particular regions. And so what we do is we say, okay, let's use the aud- uh, let's use the auditory system as input for neuromodulation, right? And so how can we use um, an auditory input to drive your brainwaves into the state that we know supports focus, right? And so we figured out that out, and that's what we have our, our paper that's coming out shortly on. Um, but 
because the principal is using the auditory system as a neuromodulator, it's not just a one-trick pony, right? So we can support focus, we can support relaxation, we can support sleep, and now we're discovering that we can you know, support people um, going under and waking up from anesthesia as well. So it's really, it's a delivery method for you know, driving your brain into whatever state you need for, uh, for what you need to be doing, right? Um, and so again, this is, you know, it's what we call functional music, which we like to make the distinction between that and, you know, what, it, what you might call art music with a capital A, right? Which is that, you know, in, in modern times with artists and albums, there's a conception of, of music as something that primarily exists for self-expression and for beauty and to connect to your audience. Well, things haven't always been that way, right? And if you go back 500 years, 1,000 years, it's not about artists and albums. It's about music that is designed to do things for people. For mm -hmm. example, you know, a, a lullaby. A lullaby is a perfect example of ancient functional music because the point of a lullaby is not to sound beautiful. Maybe you also want that, but the point of a lullaby is to put a baby to sleep, mm -hmm. right? And similarly, you know, you have music that was used to help people do physical labor, right? Or music to march to if you're in an army, right? And the point of marching music is not to sound beautiful, it's to make people walk in lockstep, right? Um, another great example is dance music, right? Mm -hmm. And dance is a perfect example of this principle of, of rhythms in the brain and rhythms in the world, um, which, by the way, is called entrainment. Uh, that's a, a, a concept that you may be familiar with, um, which is that rhythms in the brain reflect rhythms in the world. Um, I mean, just really so, quick. Yeah, so that, that, one, catch up. That, yeah, yeah. that one threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Just Sorry. to catch up on everyone yes. on, on the vocabulary, I want to he yeah. hear your just brief explanation sure. of neuromodulation, sure. of entrainment. Yes. And is there another? It seemed like there might have been one more, but just, just to keep everybody on the same page. Sure, sure, sure. So neuromodulation is just a broader term that refers to, you know, um, inducing a change in the brain through an external stimulus. There right? we go. Um, it could be a magnetic field. It could be electrical currents. But it could also be sensory stimulation, right? Mm -hmm. In this case, auditory system. Um, entrainment is a form of neuromodulation where you're providing a rhythmic input to induce a rhythmic response from the brain, right? And so you have this oscillating system. You know, neur neural circuits have their resonance frequencies, and so you're you're basically pushing on this neural circuit in a rhythmic way, and it responds in a rhythmic way. Rhythmic way, um, and because the brain has this property of entraining to things around it then you can drive the rhythms in the brain to help support what you need to do, okay. which is yeah, where, where I started. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And a simple example of that coming back around is dance, right? That's one that everybody understands. You hear the rhythm in the music and your body moves to that. And that's entrainment in what's called the auditory motor system, right? Um, and uh, also, by the way, if you want to know how quickly does it take for Brain FM to kick in, which is a, a question that we always get asked, I, I ask back, well, how long does it take between when you hear dance music and when you want to dance? Yeah. Right? Um, the answer is it depends on how closely you're attending to the music, right? It depends on how intense the beats are, and all of that's true for Brain FM as well. But, you know, the real answer is maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute if you're not really listening. Um, if you're in the right mood, maybe 10 seconds, right? But that's the sort of time scale and ballpark time scale when you're talking about rhythmic entrainment in the auditory system. Um, and uh, interesting thing about dance music, right, is that the functional properties of dance music are completely dissociated from the aesthetic properties of dance music, right? You yes. Can, you can listen to music that sounds terrible and still makes you want to dance. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect demonstration of functional versus art in music, right? Um, and so what we've done in Brain FM is we've said, okay, you know, we know entrainment is a thing, but instead of, you know, relatively slow rates that you would dance to, 
you know, you can actually drive the brain to very fast rates that support focus or very slow rates that support sleep. And yeah, and that's everything in between. And everything in between. Mm -hmm. And that's the principle. And what's yeah. really cool about it as well is in addition to all the things that Kevin is saying, we're also able to do it through sound where um, it's something that is not obtrusive or stops from what you're doing. Mm. So for example, in focusing, it's it's not something that you have to watch or like meditation. You meditate and then you focus. Mm -hmm. This is as long as you are doing the activity. Mm -hmm. So what's nice about it is usually our work is visual. So why adding music to it, it's allowing us to focus better and work like we normally would. And the same thing in, in hospitals, right? And, and in the clinic that we were just at is this is music that you put on top and it doesn't take away from the experience. People can still, you know, hear what you're saying, the instructions. It's not something that they're putting over their eyes. Mm -hmm. um, one interesting thing about uh, music compared or, or sound compared to light is what, like one out of 18,000 people are epileptic? Right. The light, you know? light can occasionally induce epilepsy, but music will not. Yeah, sound-induced epilepsy is not only extremely rare, but it's also not due to rhythms. It's triggered by you know things that have to do with your past. So, the sound of a car crash or something might trigger trigger epilepsy for sound. Uh, whereas with light, it's a very automatic thing where once you hurt, once you hit a certain frequency of light flashing, you mm -hmm. know if you have that kind of photosensitive photo epilepsy, it'll set you off. Not so with music, so it's extremely safe. Yeah, yeah. So, so sound is really this perfect medium to yeah. apply to things that we're already doing, whether it's relaxing, sleeping, or going through surgery, but it's also something that's incredibly safe because mm -hmm. we have all of these things that we've evolved to have that protect us from sound. Mm -hmm. um, the worst thing that can happen is maybe it's too loud, but mm -hmm. that that's you know very uh, that's that's actually not even probably going to happen because of the way commercial headphones are made. You know, that's so it's, right. it's a very yeah. safe thing to mm -hmm. uh, add to your regimen. Yep. So, what do y'all call this particular technology, and then how did you arrive at this technology? Because I know it's not mm -hmm. the first iteration of utilizing sound. You've even said. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been years ago from the lullaby to now. So what's this called that we're Brain FM uses? Sure. Well, I think we like to call it Brain FM. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, yeah, it, 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 is, it is unique. Um, we have, you know, um, patents on the process that we use to make this music because it is so unique, you know. Um, let's see. There, there are other methods of entraining the brain. For example, you could flash lights at people like we were just saying, but you can't get your work done if you're having lights flashed at you, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's a conflict there. Um, so sound is, is a really great way to do it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we have a really let name me, for the technology. Other let than me that. ask you a quick question. So I'm somebody that's a, 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 I own a different center someplace else. And sure. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I heard this podcast. You know what we're going to do? I love Coldplay, so I'm going to make everybody listen to Coldplay as they mm -hmm. get in there because Coldplay does it for me. Mm -hmm. Explain the difference. Yeah. So before we do that, I think um, so obviously Brain FM as a, as a company, um, you know, we do have patents like like Kevin was saying. I would just say that every time we the reason why we call it Brain FM is because um, every time we learn more, we actually grow and build and change Brain FM. So it's an ever evolving thing where Brain FM was five years ago and where it is now and our understanding of the brain and, and even the music we produce is different. Um, as far as this of what we're making for healthcare. Um, this is really Brain FM Health that we're really focusing on as a pursuit. And it is different than our consumer product. 
Um, and Kevin can sh share um, some of the things that we arrived to it. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's funny because Coldplay was one of the control groups that we did. <laughs> I was about to mention that. So, <laughs> so when, you know, when we first started talking about, hey, I think this is something that we could do. I think I share that story of my girlfriend. Um, we, we were saying, I, I remember telling Kevin, I was like, hey, can we make relax music? Can we just play a relax music? And he's like, yeah, we could, but let me check. check. And he started finding all this research, which um, I'll just let Kevin say. But it was just incredibly exciting because from that start, mm -hmm. we were able to eventually build a product that blew the wall to off everything that existed so far. We can see that with science. So that's that's kind of where I was going. So yeah. I, I when you and I very first got engaged with mm -hmm. uh, this topic and what Brain FM was, um, I think one of the first questions that Ken asked is, how does this compare to some someone utilizing binaural beats? Yeah, mm -hmm. and then. Um, that that's really kind of what I what I was getting at is that uh, that is more or less and correct me if I'm wrong mm -hmm. but static in where it is mm -hmm. and just as you described y'all have been evolving and finding new applications for Brain right. FM mm -hmm. proprietary mm -hmm. applications whereas sure. binaural is is a great discovery however y'all are evolutions totally. beyond yeah that. I'll, I'll start and then I'll give it to Kevin mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know this like we were saying before, has been tried to be do done forever. Sure. Right? Functional music, lullabies, those have existed for thousands of years. And then a lot of people are familiar with music that they they play to elicit a response. Mm -hmm. So when you go to spas, you hear the waterfalls and the relaxing, you know, all that, because you're trying to have a relaxing experience. What we've done is we've taken that to another level. Um, now, to your point, binaural beats, isochronic tones, those have existed for a long time. Um, and that's when, for anyone that hasn't heard about this, is when you play one frequency in one ear and one frequency in the other, and they basically combine in your brainstem, right? Mm -hmm. And that it, it creates entrainment in your brain, but it's not as precise as what we're looking for. Um, it, it still has effects, but they're diminishing or they're not, they're not um, as rigorous as we'd like to know that this is 100% effective. So when we were creating Brain FM, it was, well, this is something that's there, but how could we make it more effective? And um, Kevin, I'll mm -hmm. share in a second, but the difference between is instead of modulating frequencies, we actually modulate amplitude. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin, do you want to explain that? Sure, yeah, so I can talk about binaural, binaural beats specifically, and Dan is absolutely right. You have uh, two different frequencies coming in the two different ears. The difference between those frequencies creates beating in the brainstem, essentially, that if you were to take two sine waves of slightly different frequencies, sum them together, what you would end up with is amplitude modulation, basically interference between two very similar sine waves. So for example, I have 400 hertz in one ear, 410 hertz in the other ear. In the brainstem, I'm creating a 10 hertz amplitude modulation, okay. right, due to a sum of those things. Now. The issue, um, well, there are several issues. One is that the brainstem is limited in how strongly it can pass those modulations up to the cortex, right? The cortex is a high level of the brain where all the interesting stuff happens. Um, so even if you have, you know, it, it doesn't matter how loud those frequencies out are in your two ears, the, the level of modulation created in the brainstem will cap out at a certain amount. But if you put that modulation directly in, in each ear instead of relying on the brainstem to produce it, you can get a much stronger response from cortex, right? So in terms of the strength of entrainment, and binaural beats is also about entrainment, right? It's about producing this modulation that then entrains cortex. The strength of that entrainment 
um, is much less in binaural beats because it is produced because the modulation is produced by the brain instead of existing in the sound signal, uh-huh. right? Um, a practical issue is that with binaural beats, you're limited to listening to tones. So when you listen to binaural beats, what you're hearing is in one ear and in the other ear. I love that song. <laughs> exactly. No one loves that song, right? And so what we've done in Brain FM is we've found a way to insert modulation into music, right, so that it's enjoyable and you get those effects as well, right? Yeah, and, um, and we can we can send over a demo if you want to stitch it to the end of this podcast so people can see hear it. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. honestly one of the coolest yeah. parts is is um, the fact that y'all can y'all can put the effective portion of Brain mm-hmm. FM inside the genre that anybody wishes to listen to. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the coolest things because I was even asking you when you were first describing it. Oh, is it uh, is it country to go to sleep and is it hard rock to wake up? And you said actually it's whatever you want for anything that you want. And I thought that was the coolest explanation Mm -hmm. because you're not limited to some type of genre just simply because that's how you need to feel. Absolutely. And and to be clear, you know, most music is rhythmic and therefore most music has amplitude modulation in it, but it's not targeted in the way that Brain FM is, right? It's a, it's a byproduct of the artists doing their thing. So if you're listening to Coldplay, right, they have a mix of whole notes and half notes and whatever, you know, musical things are going on. And do that, they have amplitude modulation at all sorts of different frequencies happening, right? If they're at, you know, 120 BPM and they're playing whole notes, then they have, you know, one hertz or whatever it is, maybe two hertz. Um, but with Brain FM, what we're saying is, okay, we know the frequency that we want the brain to hit, so we're going to directly insert amplitude modulations at exactly 16 hertz or you know whatever it happens to be, and make those the dominant modulation frequency in the brain. Whereas with music, you have all these overlapping frequencies, and you know the the, the target is to make it sound beautiful, not to drive the brain into a certain oscillatory state, right? And so, by, by the way, uh, with Coldplay, we we did this uh, very large online study. Uh, we had 200 participants in this. Um, we gave them a standard uh, questionnaire called the Profile of Mental States, looking at among other things tension and relaxation. And we had Coldplay as a control. Uh, we had Brain FM. We also had another piece of music, very fascinating, that was made by music therapists mm-hmm. and was hailed as the most relaxing song in the world. It was used in multiple studies. It was shown to um, reduce blood pressure to a similar extent as benzodiazepines to, for people undergoing surgery. Um, and we found that we beat that. We beat Coldplay by a mile, and we beat that song as well. Um, you know, error bars were small relative to the difference between them, highly statistically significant. So that that was very cool to see. Um, Say that last part again yeah. one more time because it's based on science. Mm-hmm. And what I said Coldplay kind of jokingly because I like Coldplay and then didn't realize that they actually studied that. And mm-hmm. so this was compared to a scientifically or – supposedly scientifically derived music considered the most relaxing music in the world that's and right. you guys compared yourself you like you went you you just went immediately to the deepest water you could find that's exactly right we wow. we did the hardest test we always try to give ourselves the hardest test uh, by the way it's a track called weightless by marconi union is extremely googleable you'll find a cnr cnn article written about it and we said okay th- if this is the king of the hill we're gonna beat it mm-hmm. and we did Wow. Yeah. yeah, and and we do that from some of the things that Kevin was talking about earlier, which were there's online experiments. So mm-hmm. think about it. You know, we can actually test thousands of people, and we know all the knobs to play. 
Mm-hmm. So not only are we doing um, these uh, neural phase locking, these amplitude modulations, mm-hmm. we actually do other things in music, like 3D sound. Mm-hmm. So when you're in some of our relaxing music, we actually shift some of the sound from right ear to left ear, almost like you're in a hammock sometimes. We have different BPM rates, different kinds mm-hmm. of um, uh, genres specific mm-hmm. to make you feel more relaxed. Um, and as we learn more about you and what you prefer, we can actually have even a better response. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, getting back onto track on some of the stuff that we're doing with you guys and hopefully more people in the future, um, we started looking at this from a science-based procedure and saying, okay, this is what the world says is the most relaxing music in the world. Let's beat it. And I believe we beat it like by 50. It was about 50%. 50%. Difference. It's yeah. a pretty, pretty demonstrable, um, yeah. especially compared to. And just to clarify, that was like first iteration. You guys continually improve mm-hmm. what you have yep. going on. Yep. 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 And, and now it just comes down to, so we have improved it since, and now it comes down to doing clinical trials with real people mm-hmm. to say, okay, we've improved it as much as we can outside the environment. Now let's make it better in the environment and continually test. Mm-hmm. Well, something else that uh, that you mentioned, Kevin, that I feel like is is maybe even just glossed over as we're talking about comparing it to Coldplay or, or uh, Weightless mm-hmm. is you said benzodiazepines also. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about comparing sound to a drug. And mm-hmm. a benzodiazepine, of course, is what we use. If, if you're curious, that's Versed, that's uh, mm-hmm. Ativan, that's mm-hmm. Valium. These are things that people religiously take mm-hmm. for as an anxiolytic that's right to stop that so the fact that you didn't just go to the deepest water and sound you went straight to the heart of what we use in anesthesia chemically mm-hmm. to allow people to alleviate their anxiety and exactly. i think that's yeah. quite measurable mm-hmm. all right so let's bring that up because you said religiously take but the reality is is that benzodiazepines have an extremely addictive potential as well <laughs> correct so people that suffer from anxiety and using those medications to try and get through that, there are tremendous risks. So, and before we hit on that, just just the 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 array of benzo and benzo-like drugs. I mean, it doesn't just stop with those three. You're talking mm-hmm. also about Xanax. You're talking about mm-hmm. Ambien, Sinesta. Those, mm-hmm. all of those fit at some level to be maximum GABA agonists. Mm-hmm. So, when you say that what you have by comparison is something that's effective, mm-hmm. we don't know this today. But potentially, y'all could be unlocking a way for people not to be dependent upon mm. taking these drugs to to get better sleep, to alleviate their anxiety, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a road that we see could be possible. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work to be involved, involved right now. But mm-hmm. we do have testimonials of users that like reach out and they say, hey, I haven't slept well in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I tried brain FM the la- last night and I've, I've been on Ambien, I've been on Lunesta, and I slept better than any drug I've ever taken, right? And now we're, I'm not here saying that this is a cure or a treatment. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. That, but this could be an alternative approach where maybe you can take less drugs or mm-hmm. you can do this before you try drugs. Or you know whatever, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think that gives someone more control and freedom. Totally. So, agree. as someone who tries to incorporate different lifestyle modulations to improve my life, to try and incorporate these different things with mm-hmm. my patients, when we talk about uh, let's talk about benzodiazepine addiction, we can get into the fact that benzos work similar to alcohol. So I work with a lot of patients with liver disease, and we try and get over that. Well, the beauty that I really like about this is that just like you said, when you meditate to try and focus, you are meditating and then you're going to try and have focus. What I love is I'll actually 
stack this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I will, and Eric's a big sauna fan also, and mm -hmm. so I will put my Brain FM on, I will go into the sauna, and I will do breathing exercises mm -hmm. all at once, and I love it. It is mm -hmm. absolutely, you know, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm focusing on my breath. I know that I'm getting that neuromodulation that's going to happen anyways and start stimulating that area to try and do that. And I'm getting the benefits of the sauna that's there. And mm -hmm. so just, we're not saying that one thing does something or other, but when we start talking about lifestyle modifications, this is like one of the easiest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because definitely. the other stuff, you need a sauna. Like when I tell my patients, I'm like, you know, sauna therapy is good. I, I don't have access to a sauna. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, do you, uh, let, let's do some breathing and some meditation. I can't, I'm super busy and whatever. Da, 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 da. Okay. How about just putting some headphones on? Yeah. How about mm -hmm. that? Let's mm -hmm. start with that and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, one of the th reasons why I was so attracted to the company in the beginning was this isn't just for you know, people that it is for everyone. It doesn't actually matter if you speak English or not. None, none of our none of our music is created with lyrics. Um, and one thing I think we glossed over is actually we have in-house composers that make all this. That was stuff. going to be mm. my next question. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. so we have people that have toured with some of the greatest bands ever, which um, you know I don't know if we can disclose, but um, some really great talented musicians, and they're they're taking this and making this from a functional approach where it's music that sounds great. It's music that has all the scientific effects and all the knobs turned the right way to have the mm -hmm. effect we're trying to, you know, get for the user. But it's also not necessarily music that is going to be your favorite song mm -hmm. because we're, that's not the goal. Right. right. The goal is to make an effect that can be measured in your brain and is not just sometimes. It's every time. Mm -hmm. Um, whether you're trying to relax, you're trying to sleep, you're trying to focus. Mm -hmm. And it's music that'll sit comfortably in the background. So, for example, with our focus music in particular, you know, a lot of people don't realize that if I'm a music producer normally, my job is to grab your attention. My job is to make music punchy and make you sit up and distract you from whatever you're trying to do, right? And so we, we flip the script on that and we say, okay, well, we know the tricks they're using to make music punchy and grabbing your attention. Let's do the opposite. You know, what can we do to make music still sound good and be entertaining, but help you work by not distracting you, right? And because we have a different target than everybody else, we end up making different music than everybody else. So figuring this out, yeah. now you, you were, some people say they're an audiophile. I would say that you are the supreme audiophile. <laughs> the doctor audiophile. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> but not, not only that, you also mm -hmm. play guitar, and mm -hmm. we talked about this briefly yesterday. Yep. So... When you have, and when y'all team up with your composers to come in house to build stuff, just, just how how does it happen? How do y'all know what sounds good for it to match together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're like that that'll work here. I mean, absolutely. Tell well, me about it. They're they're much better musicians than I am for starters. My job is to annoy the heck out of our musicians by saying, uh, "That's a bit too good. That's a you know that that melody that you made. It's too catchy. You know, it's oh that that percussive part." Uh, as normal music, it would be totally awesome. But yeah. right now, you know, we're not trying to grab people's attention. And so just sort of to, to remind them of the science and the target and that kind of thing. Um, but So what's, what's a session like for them? Are they there for like four hours and they're cutting one track? or Oh, they, they make enormous quantities of music. They're so good at it. Um, in terms of a session, so they, they work in, in Ableton, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they, they have DAWs. We have uh, proprietary software that plugs into Ableton that okay. helps us yeah, lay, layer the science on top of the music. Essentially, that's what what's happening. And 
the principles of composition they use from the ground up are meant meant to support whatever mental state, right? So, you know, even though I was talking about modulation, that's a layer that's added on at the end, essentially. But they'll start from a place of, okay, we want to make things fun, but not too exciting. You know, we want to make things slightly repetitive so that they'll blend into the background. We want to, you know, not have a bunch of symbols and bright, distracting things. You know, maybe we want to slightly low path, you know, bring up the bass and cut down the treble so as not to distract people. So they they have all sorts of production tricks that, again, are are pretty much the opposite of what you'd normally do if you're a pop composer. And so for those who are just listening, you said Ableton and DAW, that you're basically saying that they use a digital audio workstation uh, workstation and they're collaborating from, I'm, I'm assuming, all over. Yes. And to do that, okay. Let, let me ask one quick question. You use the term, we have proprietary software to integrate the science into the yes. music. And Correct. so, like, as a as a clinician, I can confidently look at uh, my patients and say, it doesn't really matter what you're listening to. It's the science has been built into that. Just choose mm. what music you like. Exactly. Correct. Okay. And and that that's why Brain FM works on top of pretty much any genre, because it's about layering the science on top of the music, right? Yeah, so from a non-musical side, I like to think of metaphor as a skyscraper, right? So imagine you have a skyscraper where you have, um, you know, the structure of the skyscraper, Mm -hmm. right? You have the different floors, and then you have the facade, right? And what happens is that the really important things about the skyscraper is really the structure and how it's built and how the floors and how strong the floors are, right? That's actually all of the science that we're putting into it. And the facade of the skyscraper, whether it's, it's... black or white or glass or not is the genre that we applied really at the end, right? Because it does it, we can make the different, uh, different sounds of, of all these different kinds of music and how it is expressed, but it still has all the core technology that is really holding the skyscraper, making it strong and eliciting that effect in your brain. I think that's one of the coolest parts. I, mean, I really do just because you can, and like I said earlier, I'll reiterate, it's people can just choose what type of music, what style of music they wish to enjoy and mm-hmm. still get the benefit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I'm a huge believer. I, now I'm a bigger believer because <laughs> I now actually understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been doing it and going, wow, this stuff works. I don't know, I don't know what's happening here. But yeah. But now I'm like, wow, okay. Um, how many times when you're making music does somebody want more cowbell? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I, I'm I'm always advocating for more cowbell. And yeah. then, no, um, I'm I'm my job is to say less cowbell. Less cowbell. <laughs> That's a very distracting event. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. cut? Do you ever cut time with any of your musicians? And and uh, oh, I wish I'm not I'm not at their level. No, they wouldn't. We, they we wouldn't have let Kevin me. very very busy on other things. Dan says no. That is not <laughs> what we do here. <laughs> Take me an hour to do what they do in a minute. Yeah, no, that's yep. that's very very cool. Oh, mm. uh, oh man, it'll come back to me. Okay, well, I was just gonna say, I mean, I find it really fascinating. You know, there's that uh, I listen occasionally to it, to the podcast, "How I Built This," yep. where you hear these people mm-hmm, where the mm-hmm. like the story that came into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that's super fascinating. That's why I love uh, talking to guys like you getting the history. I did not know that history. I love that where your emotional drive guides you in your past where you're going. Your mm-hmm. intellectual desires mm-hmm. with your ability to incorporate the music brought this together. Like I don't think that or maybe it would be just it wouldn't be as amazing as it is, but the the union of your guys's um, circles coming together mm-hmm. and then doing this and the ability to have that I'm listening to it, and I'm like, man, they're just getting warmed up. 
Mm. Oh, really? This is, mm-hmm. is going to be the standard of care in mm-hmm. our field. 100%. And no. um, another thing to consider is somebody wants to utilize Brain FM. Mm-hmm. It's not, and before we get into how to find Brain FM, et cetera, um, desired equipment to mm-hmm. listen to it on. Mm-hmm. You've got everything from noise canceling headphones. You've got earbuds. Uh, mm-hmm. What are the bone rockers called that we used with the patients mm-hmm. yesterday? Well, we were using these yesterday, which is the um, the uh, these are well th- these were actually mine. We're using one. It's uh, Aeroplex Shockwaves. Aeroplex Shockwaves, which mm-hmm. is uh, really interesting because they actually don't go in your ear. They actually vibrate the. Well, mm-hmm. Can you explain really quick how these work? Sure. So yeah, so they're bone conduction uh, devices, and the idea is that you can transmit sound by vibrating your skull, essentially, into the cochlea, which is the, the organ of hearing. Um, and you can bypass the eardrum, essentially, is what's happening. Um, and it's fascinating that they work as well as they do because the the transfer function, the, the, the skull imposes a spectral shift on the music. And so what they've done with those headphones is that they've shifted the spectrum in the opposite direction. So after being filtered by the skull, you hear music as it should be heard, which is fascinating. I, I hadn't used them before yesterday. I'm Totally sold on them. I oh, I've never seen them either, yeah. and, and the the patients seemed to love that. And conveniently, it allowed them to lay easily on their side. Yes, mm-hmm. they weren't obstructive. Yep. Uh, so and, yeah, and to hear what's going on around you. Yeah. Very importantly. So yeah, you're exactly yep. right. We mm-hmm. were still able to communicate, ask them appropriate questions, but they were if we weren't engaged with the patient mm-hmm. in conversation, they were immediately back into utilizing the the sound yes. to their benefit. Exactly. I discovered these because uh, my partner, Dr. Adnan Bader, who works with us, great gastroenterologist, he was wearing them, and I'm like, what, what is that? He's like, oh, I read this article. I read this article that the earbuds, they trap bacteria, and people are getting, you can have this potential to alter your microbiome in your ear, and he goes, mm. and I'm just, this, I do this, and now I, I bought it for my father, my uncles, my, so he just bought a bunch of them and just mailed them to all his family members, and I was like, I'm in. I was like, <laughs> classic. Amazon Prime addict. I was like, <laughs> what do they call it? Like, I've already ordered it. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, bought like, because I know I'm going to lose some, so I bought like three. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's uh, very cool. So what is the best way for a layperson, yeah. while we are getting things set up in the in the clinical trials, et cetera, to learn more and engage with Brain FM? Sure. So someone can go to our, our commercial app, which is uh, brain.fm, our website, or iOS and Android, and download our apps. Uh, we give everyone a three-day free trial to experience Brain FM for themselves. I always recommend for trying it for focusing if you can, but also just relax or sleep, finding what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're so confident in our technology that that's why we give three days for free um, because we want people to experience it and uh, integrate this into their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I mean, it's really, really cool technology, top to bottom. I'm mm-hmm. just so excited that y'all came down and that we had these kinds of responses that we were able to replicate. But I will say something which I thought was really funny. Whenever we did our very first experience with allowing the patients to relax and then wake up, y'all sent Ken and I these gigantic briefcases of all these headphones. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were trying them, I think, for three Three weeks or two weeks by the time we decided to check in via email mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Dan and um, that's why I Kevin. lost all my hair actually. Yeah, that's how you, <laughs> that's how you lost all your hair. It, it, oh, I know. What you know where I'm going now. <laughs> and they so basically, uh, Dan and Kevin wrote to us and they asked, "How are things going?" 
And of course, well, well, hold on. These are really nice headphones. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. came in these like crazy cases, which like, like gun cases. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like like and people that like have guns. Yeah. Go, oh, that's a such and such. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a badass case. If that's all you had sent, but these were all pre-programmed noise canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. Probably a few hundred bucks a piece. I don't know. They looked really cool, but. Um, so they asked how were things going, and you and I already knew they were going well, and we decided to write back, they're going awesome, and I can't remember exactly verbatim what it was, but it You're like, can we get more headphones? Because we gave them all away. No, yeah. no, no, it was. It, it's working great. Patients love the headphones. Please send more. Yeah, please send more. <laughs> yeah, that's what and, it was. And in a very polite way, oh, you're okay. like, Hmm, we can do that. <laughs> but that wasn't the intent. These were not single-use headphones. But uh, we, we quickly uh, bonded uh, yeah. after that, and I think that uh, Kevin realized that no, we, uh, we are oftentimes full of shit. Yeah. So, well, and I think, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that they saw that pretty much everybody we work with is full of shit. So, you know, everybody, everybody's everybody. on the Yeah. Maybe it's a Texas thing. I don't know. It could be. It could be. But I thank y'all so much for coming down and being a part of it, uh, embracing everybody mm-hmm. at the Indo Center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I mean, I really think that the staff enjoyed the fact that y'all are on something so cutting edge, so innovative, yet it means enough to y'all to mm-hmm. come and just really set yourself inside the environment, feel what it's like. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank y'all so much for doing that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we've learned, we've learned so much. It's been wonderful. My my feeling is that your passion to see how this can actually help people is fantastic. And that's everybody saw it yesterday. You were talking with the staff. The nurses came out to me afterwards. They're like, they're like that guy owns this business? And it's like, yeah, but it's he like is legitimately wanting to see how this can affect general health care in this environment. And it's the same passion that we have. You guys have. I just like being around that kind of energy. I almost mm-hmm. forgot something. There's something really important, and you brought it up yesterday, and it, I had never heard it before, and this is for all the practitioners that are listening and could be interested. Mm. You had mentioned uh, specifically that the sound was now comparable to another drug to essentially possibly cut down on wake-up time, maybe as it pertains to propofol. So let's talk a little bit about that because it's oh, sure. actually a really, really cool feature that I didn't know until you said it yesterday. Sure, sure, sure. What, what, what I had mentioned is that um, it was my understanding that propofol was uh, an agent that had very few reversal agents, but one of the, the things that does reverse the effects of propofol is methylphenidate. Mm-hmm. Methylphenidate, of course, also known as Ritalin, is something that's used to treat ADHD. And, of course, Brain FM's bread and butter is treating focus or aiding focus particularly in people with ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so we're speculating that there might be, you know, something going on there in terms of the mechanism of action in the brain of our focus music that might work particularly well for propofol. So knowing that, and it is can only be considered anecdotal to this point, yes. but what we had yesterday were a couple of patients that we had to carry heavier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I tried to describe that as we we're doing that from case to case to case, uh, but that we had to carry heavier, or in other words, I'm using more propofol than normal. And mm. the the amount of time from the time that Ken's finished with the procedure to our time <clears throat> to go and wake up, normally mm-hmm. I would expect that patient to take a little longer to be fully arousable. Mm-hmm. That really wasn't our experience. Mm. And there were even those times that I would show you, it's like, look, I'm just not going to 
try to physically arouse or engage the patient. Let's see what happens when we get out to the PACU, the recovery mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you can mm-hmm. even uh, attest to it, but uh, patients just woke up very smoothly. Yes. There was no wait time. By the time the recovery nurse was there to take it, mm-hmm. the patient was ready to engage, talk, mm-hmm. uh, discuss if they wanted something to drink. Mm-hmm. And they're well on their way to having the IVD seed as well as getting out of the mm-hmm. endo center. Mm-hmm. That doesn't just benefit the patient. That benefits the person who brought the patient. Yes. Now they're not waiting longer. And the endo center mm-hmm. or surgery suite, whomever it is that's caring for this mm-hmm. patient, they've now got less time occupied by a mm-hmm. patient that could be used for someone else who may need it. Or mm-hmm. you might actually have to spend as long doing all of the cases all day. Right. So anyway, I thought that was fascinating that that was the the uh, postulated idea that... Oh, uh, absolutely. And... and- with what we know about how propofol affects oscillations in the brain, there's a theoretical basis for why this would work as well. So I think it works on all levels. Um, we'll have to see if that's actually the case, but I think there's a, there's a good chance that there's something real there. And as you say, it's a win-win-win-win for everybody all around. Yeah, so, I mean, you heard it here first. I mean, when we get the study finalized and when the study gets published, mm-hmm. it'll be uh, pretty groundbreaking, pretty cool. And if you're listening to this, and if you happen to be somebody in GIA or in AmSurge or in Vision or somebody that has an interest in this, you're hearing it. We have already shown on a pilot study that the patient has a better experience, the doctor has a better experience because it is a patient that comes in, the CRNA has a better experience, post-op, the center, movement, it is literally a win-win-win, so mm-hmm. wow, this yep. is... I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to incorporate this mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And I think the coolest thing is it's super approachable. So it's not something, as we said in the beginning, that it's another drug or another thing you have to do that's scary. It's, hey, you're in a brand new environment. A lot of things are going on that are scary. But what is one thing that everyone is already familiar with? It's music. It's just music 2.0 with science involved that helps have these effects. Mm -hmm. So the people that are willing to try it, it's going to be a very high likelihood. And they're going to get the effects that Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. If there's one thing that I really like about this was Kevin's comment where he's telling probably some super accomplished musicians, hey, that's a little too catchy. Can you uh, tone it down a bit? <laughs> Guy's like, I stayed up all night doing that. <laughs> yeah, I hope y'all save the, uh, the the awesome tracks that you can't use anyway. I'm terrible to them. <laughs> I make a lot of money doing this. And you're like, yeah, no, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is awesome. Kevin, Dan, thank y'all so much for, for joining us today. Uh, Brain FM for lay people, soon to be for uh, uh, healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is episode 64. Please like and share. Uh, as always, check show notes. We'll have all the details how to connect with uh, Brain FM, Dan and Kevin, and as well as some examples, I think, that we'll be able yeah. to incorporate as, and yes. uh, references. Hopefully, you're updated in, in nature when that mm-hmm. publishes. Absolutely. All this. Uh, yep. It's really, yeah, really So, if stuff. you're a, a provider, gastroenterologist, ophthalmologist, anybody, orthopedic surgeon, anybody that does these different procedures as an outpatient basis, take a look at this. If you're somebody who has anxiety, if you're somebody who has trouble sleeping, take a look at this. If you're somebody that knows anybody that has uh, either some attention issues, anxiety, sleep issues, everyone can benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Just share it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Just let them know. 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 64. We'll see you all next time. Bye bye.